Welcome to the Dakota Student Podcast. My name is Brooke, and I'm here today with Demi and Claire. How are you guys today? Doing good. Good. Um, weather's cold out. We always got to talk about weather. Mm. I feel like it's a natural for us. We, yeah. yeah something else segue, but whatever. It is what it is. But in comparison to other years, I was getting like memories on my phone. It had snowed like early October the last two years. Mm. So we're really pushing it with our snow luck. Mm-hmm. I was in Tampa last weekend, and so I missed a couple days of cold weather, and I got back, and I just was like, this is awful. I hate this. <laughs> I mean, it was roasting in Tampa. I joked. I went with my dad, and I was like, the forecast today with a high of roasting and a low of also roasting, the humidity just killed me. It's not pleasant. Uh, I'm not a humidity person, but it's getting so dry here that mm-hmm. like I'm waking up with like a stuffy nose and stuff mm-hmm. just because it's so dry. I've been dealing with like a cold this past week because of the weather and it's just been awful. Yeah, them seasonal uh, colds are going to get everyone Mm -hmm. again, just like they did in September. But it's like, I feel like it's September, November and like March or February. I feel like February is a good cold one, I think. Yeah, February gets me every year. I felt like, personal opinion here, I didn't get sick a whole lot last year um, because we were all wearing masks and being super like cautious. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, my nose is running. It's COVID. Uh. <laughs> like, like, calm down, Claire. Like, chill out. Go get tested. Have some vitamin C. Like, it's okay. So... In campus news, the demolition of West begins November 1st, and that's scheduled to take about a week. And there's been this massive, like, building, renovating construction plan that UND's planning to work on in the coming years. The phrase is uh, Cooley to Columbia. Like, we're trying to renovate and update things. A lot of the buildings from UND um, we're all built in like the seventies with a lot of like housing and urban development grants, which is great. Um, we're not the only campus who's in the renovation update. So many campuses are changing with declining, but also increasing enrollment numbers. So strange with COVID and how that's affecting all of that. But mm-hmm. university of California, Santa Barbara is proposing a massive new dorm and when i say massive it's like a star destroyer in star wars massive like this thing is supposed to house over four thousand students um can you tell us a little bit more about it brooke yeah so this building is going to be 11 stories with 1.68 million square foot structure and yeah it is above four thousand. it's actually up to 4,500 students and almost all of the rooms do not have any windows in their little like single occupancy bedrooms. No windows at all in California. 11 story building, no windows. I was also reading up on where we'll get into this is the architect on this project is has resigned and is very upset because it's 11 stories. It's massive. The rooms are all single occupancy. It's almost like a suite style, but like larger i believe it's like they, they're calling them like houses so there'll be eight students assigned to a house one to two bathrooms like the entire point of this architectural plan was to have smaller rooms that students would be encouraged to join get out in their common areas and meet new people the entire idea is no windows is you'll want to get out right however i think that significantly avoids 
the problem of mental health and like isolation and natural sunlight's good for you, right? Think of all those like lights they have to help with seasonal depression, especially as that all changes. We're all mm-hmm. living in North Dakota. We understand that light severely affects um, general like quality of life. Um, the kicker in all of this to me though, is this, this plan was set forth by a 97 year old billionaire um in this proposal the actual project is 1.6 billion dollars for this dorm um, dorm as i said it's like a star destroyer it's massive i can't even imagine like that's essentially half the population of und in one building like what more like a third i guess let me crunch those numbers but 97 year old is determining the course of this campus's future for decades to come and of the 1.6 billion dollars needed for this project he's putting down 200 million like and it has to be his blueprint exactly like that's stupid who what 97 year old has all the brains power to like be dictating this project like this is when you consult professionals i i oh gosh i hate it it makes me so mad oh i gotta, I gotta correct myself it's in the range of 1.5 yeah. billion says he is an amateur architect. Mm. If you're 97 and architecture is like has been your career, why why are you just an amateur? Yeah, like, no, he How does like, that even happen? No, he's 97 billion 97 billion. Goodness gracious. He's 97 years old. He's a billionaire and he got that money from investing. His name's Charles Munger and the it would be called like Munger Hall, right? I What? The, the article also posed the idea if it's, like, a social experiment, like a physiological experiment. Like, oh, yes, let's definitely let some 97-year-old who isn't going to be alive in the next 10 years determine this. Like, let's just steal all their money because they're broke college students. Let's stuff them in a sardine can and see what happens. Yeah. No windows, by the way. Good it, luck. It's called a social and uh, psychological experiment. It's basically a prison. There's two entrances in this That's massive building. That has yeah, to be if a there fire was a, hazard. If there was a fire, how are all of these students getting out? The students on the top floor? Like, there, there's no windows in half of these rooms. If there was a fire, they couldn't even get people out through the windows because there are none. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 94% of the students in that building would not have windows. No. Oh, my gosh. Just oh. And think about COVID, too. Like, I understand single occupancy. Most most colleges are not built for single occupancy anyway. Think of Swanson on campus. That is, you know, one person. There's a couple, like, suites that have singles for an RA. But even then, you have roommates. With COVID, how are you expecting these people to just stay in their single occupancy, no window rooms? But as I said, they're designed in, like, a suite, a house of eight. So you're, if you want everyone to be on the open interacting, so that's why you're not giving them windows and only single occupancy, you want them to mingle. But we're in the middle of a pandemic still? Like, you yeah. Were, uh, what? That's eight people to a kitchen. I'm looking at, like, the floor plan right now, mm. and it doesn't even look like there's, like, a little living room area. It looks like there's a kitchen between all of these bedrooms, and then kind of they're proposing like a long dining type table but there's no room anywhere for any sort of couches or anything so if you just want to sit and hang out with your friends are you all going to sit in one of these tiny little bedrooms Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean uh, 
so much of like a good conversational area is built around comfort, right? Um, honestly, most of my memories of sitting at the like dining table at home is my parents yelling at me when I couldn't do basic edition in first grade, you know, like that's not a great memory or mm. my parents sitting down and be like, yep, we're moving to North Dakota being, you know, seven years old and being like, I hate it. Mm. Like I think of dining tables are like business conference rooms. Like what? No, that does not encourage great conversation and meaningful connections or a close knit community. The other thing I would raise is at UND, all of our dorms are cleaned by, they're cleaned once a week, or at least the bathrooms are, I should say. Sorry, let me specify. Bathrooms are cleaned once a week, once every two weeks, that type of thing. In Swanson, I'm every other Thursday. And I just don't understand how someone could possibly keep up with the maintenance and health code of all of this. We talked about fire hazards, but like health code reasoning, even beyond COVID, like how are you making sure that you don't have rotting food in all of these kitchens? How are you making sure that these bathrooms are clean? Is this a personal student responsibility, like living in an apartment? Um, but again, there's 4,500 students living in this jail cell. So like, I what? How do you manage that? Or I'm not absolutely rat on Swanson, but like my dorm is essentially falling apart. Um, my toilet will like keep running. So I literally took the top off and set off to the side so I can like always touch the little thing to put it back into place. My shower door doesn't shut all the way. Um, so that's super awkward to get water all over the floor. My rug's always soaked. Um, there's a bunch of like random stains in my sink that were, I, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Um, I don't think the AC works. Uh, my room is always 74 degrees, if not more. It's just, I'm roasting alive in there. It, okay. Again, massive building. How are you going to keep up on the maintenance of that? Cause everyone's so close and like tight things will break, but also are you going to air condition that like, what? It's 11 stories. Imagine being on the 11th floor and all that heat rising. You're in California. So just add in a little hellfire. Like what? I think this is a horrible idea. I'm, I really can't. Like they do have areas like common areas and living room type spaces, but none of them are in your actual suite. Hmm. You pretty much have to leave. They have full floors dedicated to like fitness centers and reading rooms and all of these things like recreation rooms, conference rooms. Um, what else does it say they have? A full a service restaurant and everything. This student is employment opportunities. This is basically a hotel. It's a hotel where you're living in like little. It, it's a hotel bottom floor with townhomes essentially stacked on top. But smaller and windowless. But would you be expected to live in a hotel for a year like think about when you're on vacation you're spending most of your time not in the hotels usually the point right you'd rather be at the beach or you're out hiking or you're skiing or wherever you're at you're doing something you're looking for a cool restaurant you're hanging out with friends who live out of town um the entire point is to not be in the hotel which i guess is essentially their point of trying to make the room small and not wanting to be in them so then you go out and do all of those things i guess or <laughs> go to these other areas Yes, but you live in a hotel for maximum two weeks if you're like yeah. in Europe or some somewhere else. Like you don't live in a hotel for a year or else you drop out after two, after mm. semester. You're like, what? Shoot, I did it again. I did my what? 
I sound like a minion. And they do the, what? And it's loading. Oh, God, I'm scared. I'm scared. Wow, come pick me up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, all these sound effects are courtesy of the University of California, Santa Barbara's housing, dining, and auxiliary enterprises. Their um, housing rates. Uh, a platinum meal option, which is 19 meals. I'm assuming that's per week. That doesn't even make sense because three times seven would be 21. Yeah. Mm. What? Okay, not, we're going to ignore that. Okay, mm. sure. Okay, yeah. but I'm going to tell you these numbers. A single room, including that meal plan, is going to be $20,656. I Let me read that one more time. I butchered numbers. I'm clearly awake today. $20,656. For a single room. For a single room. And... That Munger Hall, aren't they all single rooms? Did it say anything about double rooms anywhere? Or is it all single rooms? From my understanding, it was all... Would you call it a single room? Because you have seven other roommates for eight. Yeah. It's sweet, in my Mm. opinion. But it's not (sighs) like a typical dorm-style room where you are in the same bedroom, like with your beds eight feet apart from the other person, I guess. But still, even if you're doing the small meal plan, which is 10 meals, we're guessing a week, um, or 19, you're still looking at upwards of like 19 grand to almost 21 grand. That's 20 grand right there. Yeah. Is this for a year? Is this for a semester? The cost of living in California is astronomically high, obviously. So say you do your silver plan with 10 meals. Are you eating ramen for the rest of your life? They're going to put three in a room? So One room, two you, bunks. Oh, you have to bunk the bed. There's no way that you don't bunk the bed in these triple rooms. Okay, and that's an, another... Okay, let's back up here to let everyone know what we're freaking out about. This just gets worse and worse the more we look at it. So, it's San Nichols Hall. Again, University of California, Santa Barbara. There's 525 residents. Um, they're doubles and triples. The bathroom type of communal. It's an eight-story building. Uh, again... Massive, not quite to the 11 story, 4,500 students, but it, it, they have one room and there's three people in it. And looking at this four floor plan, you essentially get, you get, you have to bunk. There's three desks, but the bed that doesn't have two mattresses on it has to be raised so you can put the other two desks underneath it so essentially you're sitting underneath the bunk bed Mm. staring at a wall right next to your buddy who's doing homework in the desk beside you and yeah and i'm two closets for three people Mm, the closets look pretty big actually but you still have tall but i'm short there's nowhere like (laughs) 11 floors it has their own towel in it there's two towers. There's the North Tower is 11 floors. South Tower is 10 floors. It has a pool. It's a 10-minute bike ride away. They don't have your walking distance time, I guess. Mm. Oh. oh, I'm in a virtual tour here. Oh, no, we don't want that. Oops. No. Floor plans are for general room layout and configuration. They are not exact in scale. Furniture arrangements vary by room and residence. 
Oh, great. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> the two beds. <laughs> They're like they're next to each other, like in a line. Like so essentially, end to yeah, end. your end to end. head is at the your roommate's feet. Mm. Gross. Ooh. Why would you? Oh, there. Oh, yeah. It's a triple. I didn't even see that second bunk underneath, underneath. the first one. So, in conclusion, these students are already packed in like sardines to begin with. So, really, this. Munger Hall is going to be nothing new, quite honestly. Minus the window, that's it. Yeah, there, and I guess they have their closer. own room, but it's like a cardboard box. You can you can get a cardboard box, no windows. Honestly, give me the cardboard box outside. It's yeah. like uh, Harry Potter's room in the first movie. He gets to live under the staircase. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, all for the nominal price of you know twenty thousand dollars, and that's just your. That's just your, like, residence, like, meal plan stuff. Bro, I could go to UND for, I could pay for housing. No scholarships. Oh, no, no. Oh, but there are pools and they palm trees. They get outdoor trees. pools with, like, cabanas and stuff. <laughs> like, this is like going to, like, a hotel in Las Vegas. So it is a hotel. <laughs> it is. It's a $20,000 hotel. Cool. They get to take your sanity your money, your will to live. It's great. Two of your meals a week. <laughs> yeah, night scene because you don't get 21. No. <laughs> this is embarrassing. This is so embarrassing for that school. I'm like, looking at like their rec rooms and stuff in this really nice like dorm, like the nicest ones. They're not even that nice. They're kind of just like an open, a really big open space. That looks like McVeigh. Like, yeah, I'm looking through <laughs> like a virtual plan here a virtual tour and there's this massive space with one pool table and like three little chairs and that's it then the room's just empty i guess i would need to know more statistics about the college itself because i recognize that a lot of california's students in their university system are in state because they get very good deal with in-state tuition yeah right this this the narrative for most public colleges, right? A uh, ma- vast majority of students at UND are from North Dakota or Minnesota because they essentially get the same tuition rate. I imagine it's like that in Iowa. It's like that mm. in Florida. Obviously, it's like that in California. But uh, I just could not possibly justify $20,000. Okay, I take that back. I was looking at... I. I got rejected from Stanford. I tell this story all the time. Um, but by Stanford's standards, you know, I'm dirt poor because my parents don't have didn't don't own a yacht and give me a trust fund. Um, and if I had gotten in, I would have gotten free tuition. Uh, tuition and room and board at Stanford was ninety thousand dollars a year. Um, that's a lot. It's a big boy ticket. But as I said, my family was considered poor by those standards. Again, no yacht or vacation home in the Hamptons. <laughs> so I would have just had to pay room and board and room and board pre-scholarship. Um, cause I'm assuming I might've gotten something else department wise was $15,000. And I was like, dang, for that price, I'll do it, you know, but oh goodness. Ouch. And again, uh, Stanford is in Palo Alto, which is north of San Francisco, also California. So I guess I understand some of that, but oh goodness. 
I don't even want to know what land prices are out in California for, you know, trying to... Did they say with this new Munger Hall, if that would even be built on... Do they have to tear down a dorm to put it up? Is it a new acquisition that they're building on? I'm not sure. Let me take a quick look. Yeah, coastal, right? Maybe maybe $20,000 in a lagoon is okay with me. <sighs> I get the coolie here. <laughs> That'd be an upgrade. It says that the Munger Hall project is utterly detached from its physical setting and has no relationship to UCSB's spectacular coastal location. Mm. Oh, yeah, the architect who quit. We haven't even gotten to this. The architect on this project, who is, I imagine, a consultant, not the architect of the blueprints that have been proposed, but mm-hmm. someone I, more of like consultant actually building stuff, he quit the project because he cannot possibly endorse this. No experts were consulted in, you know, regards of putting windows in for mental health or even just like logistics. This is so unprecedented in dorm living and not like dorm conditions are great anyway. But yeah, he he had, was quoted as saying like it's removed from that beautiful coastal atmosphere. They they're purposely making this misleading too. Help me decipher this, y'all. It's so they have their different fees. So like tuition, student services. I don't know if they AS GSA fees, student lock in fees, right? There's, it's a similar breakdown again for UND where your tuition's that largest chunk. You get your student services fees that, you know, go towards your free cheese curds at the union. But like, I can't tell if this is because it, it says fall slash winter slash spring, and then there's a year total. So a year total is $14,000 for an out of state resident. And almost five thousand for an in-state resident. Wait, no, I can't see. I can't this even tell so this is right. This, this has got to be one of the worst tables I've ever looked at in my life. And I used to be an engineering student. I've seen some garbage. <laughs> I don't think they have the California resident totals because those appear to be blank. I think my brain just auto-filled them as California <laughs> resident. Oh, don't want to even, don't look at their grad school stuff either. I don't want to think about grad school. I'd rather stab myself in the eye. To conclude, this is the dumbest thing I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> Not the dumbest. It can, it's well up there. It's on the list. I, some 97-year-old has decided that they want to steal students' will to live. <clears throat> That's what this is. Yeah. That's what this is. Take my money. Take my mental health. Take my quality of life. Just throw it down the drain. Toss it out the window that is not there. Yeah, you don't even get a window <laughs> to throw it out. Oh my gosh. It can just sit and stink up your kitchen that you share with seven other people. <laughs> Great. We love that. UND, if you're listening to this, don't you dare. Don't you dare think about it. I can feel you think about something stupid. You're going to tear down West and McVeigh. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, yes. 11-story high-rise. Let's do it. No. Don't you dare. I refuse. You, I will throw hands. Don't think about it. Get that thought out of your mind. We already have a hawk statue sitting in the union that's going to disappear probably. So yeah, let's not let's not make it worse. In general, there just is a lot of like random celebrity news at the moment. Like, okay, I have to admit that I I detest <laughs> the Daily Mail. Like all their Snapchat articles, those headlines, yeah. like they are disgraced journalism. They make me so angry. 
Um, I just can't stand them. But I have to admit that oftentimes what I'll do is I'll see the headline and then I'll go Google it like in a browser because I don't trust the Daily Mail. They're not worth anything. Um, And so I'll go Google whatever that headline is and actually read up on it. And I'm unfortunately very up to date, but also somehow totally oblivious to celebrity news. So like the whole Zayn Malik, Gigi Hadid thing. Apparently, Yolanda Hadid, Gigi's mom, got really upset with Zayn. They were arguing over the over uh, Gigi and Zayn's daughter, Kai. Um, I didn't know they had a child. Oh, well, <laughs> surprise. Um, though Gigi never, like, Gigi's very protective of Kai and, like, doesn't post any photos of her face on social media. And a lot of celebrity parents have started doing that, so I guess it's not new. But the point being is that I think Yolanda was questioning Zane as the actual father of this Ooh. baby and was requesting a DNA test. But a lot of videos th- that show Yolanda interacting with Gigi, Yolanda's just really harsh on her. And so I think um, Gigi and Zane aren't married. So like Gigi has this responsibility to like kind of stick up for her partner, but also this baby and just, yeah, it's a lot. Point mm. being though, Here's the conspiracy theory that I have. The only other person that fits in this timeline, if the father isn't Zane, which I think it is, is Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is wild. But also in celebrity news, again, another like Daily Mail headline is the whole Alec Baldwin thing. Um, my family has a running joke about Alec Baldwin. My One of my brother's loved Thomas the Train as a kid. If you weren't aware, there's like a, I don't want to call it a live action Thomas the Train, but it kind of is a live action Thomas the Train and Alec Baldwin plays Mr. Conductor. And so whenever we talk about Alec Baldwin, if he's in other movies, we refer to him as Mr. Conductor. But Alec Baldwin was on the set of a movie he's working on and he fired a prop weapon and killed someone on set. Mm. Um, obviously, this is going into court. Uh, someone lost their life. It's very serious. Um, more details have come out over the past couple of days. Apparently, the prop master who is in charge of overseeing these prop weapons had had another incident on a different movie set where a weapon had been fired. Um, The actor Alec Baldwin, very high profile, was unaware that the weapon was loaded. Um, Yeah, and the woman who was shot was very much up and coming in her videography career, cinematic experiences. It's really heartbreaking from what I've seen Alec Baldwin is, you know, um, accepting responsibility of his part in all of this, Mm -hmm. but it raises a lot of questions about working conditions in the cinematic industry. Um, there's been a strike in the past couple of weeks of people who aren't watching streaming services in regard to many people who work on the sets of these TV shows and movies, documentaries, because they, don't get good working conditions. You're expected to be there super early, stay, stay super late. Mm-hmm. You might get a break to eat 
it's borderline disgusting. I think this incident raises a lot of concerns and questions in how Hollywood in particular is dealing with respecting people who aren't high-profile actors. That's the truth. They're not people to stomp on. Someone lost their life here. Like, yeah, it's heart-wrenching, in my opinion. Can we just call this the Claire podcast? (laughs) I didn't really, like, know a lot about that. I hadn't really, like, looked into it a ton yet. My question is, I don't know a lot about, like, filming and stuff. Mm -hmm. Are guns usually just loaded on set? Like, why was the gun loaded? (laughs) Like, um... Unless you're shooting a very specific scene for a couple seconds and you need to get that shot, yes, I understand that at that time the gun may be loaded and it may be used for filming. But why is it loaded any other time? I heard that there was just like a big mix of like dummy bullets and blanks and then regular bullets. Like that doesn't seem safe to me at all. Yeah, I don't get how you can even like mess something like that up. Yeah. Okay, so the New York Times. Apparently, the gun was declared cold to Alec Baldwin before he shot it. Um, And it contained a live round. It It sounds like he was rehearsing it. It wasn't even... Weren't actually like they weren't rolling. even. I don't know. Filming. Um, Hutchins was killed, and the director was wounded. Apparently, the round that was in the director's shoulder, they recovered that. It was the same round that killed Hutchins. It was an actual bullet, not a blank. Mm. How did it kill one person and injure another, though? I don't know. This is very fishy. Yeah, is the New York Times quote, it was still unclear why there's any live ammunition on the set, is generally forbidden on film sets, and how a live round came to be in the gun that Mr. Baldwin was handed. I feel like there's going to be, like, a lot of, like, conspiracy theories and stuff coming up. Of course, yeah. About Mm -hmm. this in the next week or so. Like, is someone trying to, like jeopardize his career like purposefully handing him a loaded gun like i don't get how that happens yeah and just and the woman who died i mean was that an attempted murder on her i mean i guess it wasn't attempted it really happened oh, gosh like i was doing some reading earlier and it had said that like Alec Baldwin and his wife was like they were good friends with this lady like they had gone out with the director and her herself to dinner or something beforehand like it seemed like they were friends and then I was reading and when reporters and things were asking um both Baldwins I guess about the incident and they weren't even really using like the victim's name and I guess Alec Baldwin's wife I can't remember her name was getting like really upset that like they wouldn't even use her name and everything Mm -hmm. like they seemed to be decent friends with this lady and I mean this is such a it's a remote set it's in Santa Fe 
County in New Mexico. Um, the movie, the film's titled Rust, and so I imagine that's, you know, a Western type of film. Mm-hmm. Seems on par for Alec Baldwin, you know. I just... You would, you would know who was on that set. You would be relatively familiar with everyone, especially that far out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I imagine this will be... A very interesting story that will continue to be covered. Mm-hmm. Again, with so many of just the like politics behind work conditions, um, as well as just uh, high-profile Hollywood celebrities. Yeah. Ooh, I had caffeine. I can just feel it. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Do we, we want to talk about a Buzz Lightyear having hair? What? What? I'm not up to date on that. Because that, like, they should release the new trailer for the, like, new Buzz Lightyear movie that they're doing. With, like, Chris Evans. (gasps) What? What? Stop doing that. (laughs) There was, like, a scene of him just, like, looking out a window and he had hair. Like, a full head of hair. Absolutely And he wasn't some bald, purple-headed man. And a lot of people were shocked by that, apparently. Well, yeah. Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Is Tim Allen Buzz Lightyear? Because it, it, it yes. doesn't follow, like, the toy. It follows, like, the actual space cadet himself, okay. like, the person. Oh, so yeah. it's not, like, a Toy Story no. spinoff. It's just Buzz Lightyear. It's just Buzz Lightyear. Interesting. I wrote Chris Heavens when I was looking it up. You know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Chris Heavens. I like it. Coming out in 2022. I like that. It's actually kind of ambitious for Disney to do, like... Backstory, like the like kind a live of a, action spinoff of something else that did mm-hmm. so good, and they had so many Toy Story movies and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like, it's, it's not exactly like live action; it is animated. So. Sure, but I mean, think of some of the like. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, he's just voicing Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if they were gonna do like a live action type thing. Because well, that'd be kind of cool. Because especially be cool. if it's, like, Chris Evans, like, doing all the Marvel and stuff, they could totally take... Like, yeah. I feel like you could take Buzz Lightyear and make it into a live action, and it'd be kind of cool. And Disney owns everything anyway. Yeah. They own Marvel. Why so, not? Oh, no. Okay. Well, what I think is interesting is Disney has been taking that live action route. Obviously, a lot mm-hmm. of the Disney princesses, as well as the villain or- origin stories, though. That's been really recent, so I think an origin story... An origin story for a character, a franchise within the Disney universe. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. You're right, though. If it's not live action and it is just voiceovers, why are they changing the... Like, why isn't it Tim Allen? That kind of confuses me. Yeah, I, I don't Because know. I would understand if you're making it live action, if they were to do that... Maybe change the actor because Tim Allen is not really like an action uh, actor. It's yeah. not the type of genre that he does. So it would make sense to change it. But if if you're just doing voiceovers, I don't get why you would change it. Maybe, geez, as, as I said, Disney owns Marvel. And so I imagine a lot of those contracts like with Chris Evans yeah. might be easier to negotiate because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. On the Google search. Um, it says people also ask, this is an exact word for quote, why Tim Allen not Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, I don't like that. Okay, I need to go watch the teaser so I can see the hair and panic. Gosh, I don't want to. This is going to hurt. I thought it looked like really, really good. I'm very excited to see it. 
initial reaction as this is playing, this looks like Mr. Incredible. Mm, I'm not really anti the hair. As I said, watching this, I'm getting a lot of like other Disney Pixar franchise mm-hmm. vibes from it. Um, as his face structure, this looks like Mr. Incredible. The nose, the eyebrows, mm. very Mr. Incredible vibes. The long, almost rectangle face. Uh, the brief clip they show of him on a planet. It looks like an X-Wing and it looks like Dagobah. I'm not... Mr. Mans is about to go meet Yoda. <laughs> this What? I need to stop saying that. We need, <laughs> we need a tally count. If we ever put a segment on here, it's just going to be a tally count of me saying, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm not anti the hair, though. Really not. Oh, when the cat went beep boop beep boop, I was like, excuse me, that's R2D2. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, what am I watching? I am like, I'm just super excited because the animation looks like so good on this. Yeah. Like I almost thought it was like live action when I first saw it. Like, well, yeah, the that's movement's like, clean. I saw yeah. like a, just like kind of a blurry picture of it and that's, it was pretty good. So like I thought it was going to be live action, but just a blurry picture. Yeah. Demi, you're majoring in like visual arts, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm, you, I'm, I'm, you would actually have an educated opinion. I'm on. a pretty big geek about like good animation. Sure. Like when I watched Soul, like I loved the animation quality of that. And I loved all, how all the different characters looked and how like individual they were. They didn't look just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't this like same face kind of situation where you have like a lot of animators just copying and pasting the same. Yeah, like, a lot more originality. Yeah. Indiva- oh, goodness. Individuality. Or even like when that thing came out about Disney reusing its animation like cycles, mm-hmm. like for dance sequences and those like original 2D animations. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of Disney reusing a little bit. It's kind of fun, though. Um, like, a lot of fans just call them Easter eggs, though, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. the lion scars and Hercules, right? Mm-hmm. Or just uh, everyone thinks that uh, Rapunzel from Tangled is in uh, Frozen, Frozen, right? Yeah, yeah a lot of one. those Easter eggs. And, of course, there's the theories that, like, it's all connected. But, yeah. I mean, those those are fun to watch, not going to lie. But, yeah. yo, the pizza yes. truck. <laughs> Maybe that will make an appearance in this movie. <gasps> Disney, Maybe. get me on the line. Oh my gosh, that's what we need. No, it will be. Every it will be? Set. And then Every there was a, oh, there was like a number too. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, what was it? A113, I think. Yes, something like that. And it's in like all of them. And it's like written on a door or something. Or in like an advertisement on a billboard. Mm-hmm. That number is everywhere. I always try to look for it. It was like Disney. Uh, at Cal Arts or like yeah, at California Institution of the Arts. It was one of the classroom numbers for like animators. Okay. Yeah, and then they put it into all of the movies. To conclude our episode, gotta give my input as a sports editor, give you the rundown on our scores. Women's volleyball is an unfortunate losing streak at the moment, dropping some sets to NDSU, Denver, Omaha. But we know they'll be back at it this week, so make sure you go catch a game. Women's soccer, unfortunately, close out their season with a loss to South Dakota, 0-1. Men's hockey has been very busy. We haven't had a lot of time to talk about sports, 
here's a selfish pitch. Go read my articles at thedakotastune.com under sports. I'm covering hockey at the moment. Uh, Bemidji State opened with a win in exhibition match. Then we sweeped Niagara with a 6-2 and 4-0 win. Bemidji State, we split winning away 4-3, a loss 3-4 in overtime at home. Then we also split with Quinnipiac, lost 2-5 and a win 3-1. Then last night we played at Penn State in our Hockey Hall of Fame game. That's ended up being a 6-4 loss, unfortunately. Football has also been quite busy. I covered our NDSU game, which we ended up losing 10-16. My opinion, that game was actually a lot closer than I was anticipating. A loss to Southern Illinois, 28-31, winning against Western Illinois, 34-10, and a loss to Missouri State, 28-32. We're at home for Young Youngtown, Youngstown State, I believe, this weekend. We're also going to be home against Denver for men's hockey, so stay tuned for that. All right, thank you. Uh, like Claire said, head over to the Dakota Student website, check out our articles. We have lots up and coming this week for things like campus news, so stay in touch with, with us there, and we will talk to you guys next week. 